This is the K-pop cast, and in this episode, we talk about IU, CL, and GD returning to the U.S. Hyuna's dating rumors, Weverse taking on big tech, and New Jeans apologizes for being Gen Z. And I'm not alone for this chat today, guys. We're first joined by Ashley. Hey, y'all! It's Ashley here, Sonic Bloom Awards 2023 nominated finalist and host and producer of an album a day, a review of every album in K-pop and a three-day sister show. Happy to be here. And Joe, what's up, Joe? Hey, it's Joe from the K-pop cast Slack fam. Oh, I also also forgot to mention uh, possible uh, Jackson Wang returning to, to the U.S. Who knows, maybe? Listen, it got, it got, <laughs> it got like... I think the audio peaked several times during that conversation. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but before we get to those topics, don't forget to join the K-pop cast listener fam on Slack. Link to the space in the episode description. And now for our hit replays. Hey, I'm Ashley from A3 Day Podcast. I'm Joe from the K-pop cast Slack fam. And hello, everybody. It's your PD Nib, Michaela. And Hit Replays are what we call K-pop songs you should totally check out for the week. So, Ashley, kick us off. What is your Hit Replay for this week? My Hit Replay is JYP Entertainment's Itzy, Born to Be. I am a absolute sucker for self-empowerment songs with nonsensical lyrics. So the lyrics are fun and easy to chant. But the big dance break moment with Yuna and Cheryong shouting, no matter what they say, I'm going to say it louder. I'm going to do it my way, always hit it harder. Kills me. I absolutely live for it. The production there is insane. It's a fun song that I look forward to hearing when it gets warm outside. for you to replay because I've I've been just going back and like going through the album and this was like my hit replay from the album even though they had a lot of other really good title tracks and it was I was a little surprised that it was my hit replay but it's it's just so good the my only quibble though is they have the that the little like haha part in the beginning of like the dance bridge but they only do it once and it's like it's so catchy I wish they had it like sprinkled in a little bit more throughout the song for whatever reason it was reminding me of at least not not the video wise because I actually haven't watched this video yet because I've been stuck on Untouchable. But I've I've been thinking about Hate by Four Minute Sonically. Ooh, okay. I, I'm I'm not sure if anybody else, but for whatever reason that especially like that last minute thirty seconds, and it might just be because it's like it has that big brassy sound right. in the background or distorted brassy sound in the background. I must admit. That's when I turn the song off. Oh, no! no. <laughs> it's my jam, don't get me wrong, and I'm driving around blaring this, but after it gets to that that ha-ha and everything there, I'm like, okay, this was great. I got all oh, my... Oh, no. Gonna, hey, those. I got them all out. This is, I'm living my best life, flipping my hair as aggressively as Yuna does in the front. It's, it's everything, and then it needs to end. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not the only person who like okay, I like the sound, but I can only take it in small quantities. I'm not alone here. 
Thank you. <laughs> TikTok size quantities, like six seconds. Mm-hmm. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe, what is your hit replay for this week? My hit replay comes to us from a not quite new neo soul duo. It's Popomo with Pineapple Crush. is a duo comprised of master producer Jimbo the Super Freak um, who needs no introduction. He has credits all over Korean R&B, soul and hip hop as well as K-pop and the artist, a newer artist, Hirsch um, who's a soul singer who's been performing uh, independently for about five years now and Hirsch is a protege. Uh, Jimbo kind of took him under his wing and they came together with a mission to kind of let the world know that while Korean artists have been putting out R&B and soul, he wanted to delineate a difference between the two. And that's where this album, that's the purpose that this album serves. Um, the reason why I like it is this song is a chill summer vibe that I desperately need in negative degree Chicago right now. <laughs> um, I can definitely see myself cruising down Lakeshore Drive with the top down in the summer while this song plays. Um, lyrically, the song, it's not much, but it's basically about being on uh, being on vacation with your boo. And I'm single, so I don't know from experience, but from what I've heard, your husband, wife, non-binary, significant other looks a lot different on vacation in that hotel room than they do at home. So <laughs> um, that's the uh, theme of this album or theme of this song and the album, rather. I'm excited that you mentioned Jimbo and it's J-I-N-B-O for those of you who are listening if you think we're saying Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> Jimbo, Jimbo is a grown man. He is 41 years old and I found out about him uh, in 2019 right before leaving Korea with he had a studio album called Don't Think Too Much. It, yes. It's amazing. So yes. I, I'm so excited to listen to this. I didn't even know that this was out. So I'm really excited that you picked this. It's something for me to check out. Yeah. I, 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 Jimbo is one of the artists that when I've start, my taste has kind of moved from K-pop itself to into like the Korean versions of genres that I'm, I grew up on. And his first album is one of my favorite Korean music albums of all time. Cause it sounds so, I hate to say it like this, but his album sounds so Chicago or rather what Neo Soul sounded like back in the early 2000s with like Mad Lib and Jay Dilla and those type of artists. So, you know, he's in good, he's in great company with his influences. And you can hear that a lot on this album. His singing style is like very chill and laid back. Cool. Thank, thank you so much for introducing me <laughs> to this artist. I unfortunately had never heard of Jimbo until you started like mentioning them in the Slack. And now now we have, I have like two more albums to go check out. So I'm really excited. 
have not even bothered to look at his Instagram or anything just to go on there. I'm like, hey, friend, like, it's just nice to see an adult adult. So nice. It was like I haven't been on my regular Instagram in such a long time. So I went in around Christmas and I was like, oh, this man is married now. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, he's grown, grown. I mean, everybody like he's married. Seven's married. Good night. <laughs> well, talking talking about some other uh, grown men in K-pop, my hit replay for this week is "Fly to the Skies, Sea of Love." They weren't like in their 30s when this came out. They were still in like the early 20s. But Flight of the Sky, um, I feel like the last time we talked about them was when we were uh, interviewing Blitzers and we were, you know, showing them stuff that came out around the time that they were born. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So, uh, Sea of Love came out in 2002, I believe, right around April. Um, but Flight of the Sky, for you guys that don't know them, they debuted actually back in 1999 under SM Entertainment. They're a duo uh, with members Hwanhee and Brian Ju. Uh, so if you, you know, taking it back, so 1999 in K-pop, you're thinking about that's the you know, around the time when G.O.D. came out and Drunken Tiger and Coyote. And then you had all these first, second gen uh, groups like H.O.T., Chess Kiss, Shinhua, S.E.S., Baby Box, Finkel, like we're, we're still active out and out around this time. And Fly to the Sky was really this SM's kind of hip, R&B hip-hop duo. Like they were, that, that was supposed to be their lane. But this song was kind of their first uh, pop track and it became their most popular song. And it kind of like really put them on the map as far as like their rec- their uh, fan base in Korea. And for me, it's it's my hit replay this week because one, I, I saw Brian on uh, Jeju's uh, show on YouTube. It's like Jeju's Chingu's or, or Jeju needs a friend or whatever, however you translate that one. But he, you know, was talking about how this song specifically was kind of like the concept is them and like they're they filmed in san francisco and they're in like these tank tops like playing football on the beach and like dancing around the palace of fine arts and he said that like at the time mr lee suman was like you guys need to make sure that you work out so you look good in these tank tops and it was like the beginning of the the tank top era i guess at sm Mm-hmm. And so you can look back at some of the uh, the releases, especially after that, like where there's always like one member in like a tank top <laughs> showing off their their arms. <laughs> so I like I like to think of it as like the beginning of like the the beast idol, like look specifically in K-pop because it was it's, it was very like when I remember when I saw it the first time, it was kind of shocking seeing them in like wife beaters and jeans. Because it was very different from like all the other early 2000 styles that you were seeing in K-pop at the time. You hit the nail on the head with it being like pre-Beast Idol. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so excited that you mentioned Kim J. Jung's show, especially with his birthday coming up. He'll be yeah. 38. So 
It's just a really, really good show. But Brian Jew was on his, and then there was another one where it's like three hosts. Um, and they're just, you know, drinking and spitballing, and they called him old, and he lost his mind. <laughs> 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 oh, I think it's I, like, it was a Pishik, Pishik University, the Pishik show, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. And I mean, that's a really good show, too. But I, I, I really feel that anyone who is a fan of just serious singing, like flexing, mm. chops, they would love Fly to the Sky. Some of the songs are a little dated in terms of sound, but right, yeah. they were making things all the way to 2019. They, they mm-hmm. had to come back. So I feel like you really picked an awesome one for somebody who might be interested. Really good duo. Brian Jew is a hot freaking mess. It's wonderful. And it's totally worth checking out. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to hear much of this one. I heard, um, I was going through, actually going through their, uh, discography and Mm -hmm. this, it's kind of interesting to see where like vocal influences come from. Cause like when I hear fly to the sky, I'm like, okay, this is very, the reason why I like them is they have, they give you a very Peebo Luther type vocal that you do. And I'm not getting, and the funny thing is, I'm not getting that type of vocal on either side of the Pacific nowadays, I've noticed. And it's like, I was like, so this is what it would sound like if Peebo and Luther decided to team up. <laughs> <laughs> um, on top of that, I'm sort of, I'm becoming obsessed with Brian's cleaning show, his house, because if you need something to clean, uh, to kill the delusional side of your k-pop fandom watch <laughs> brian Jew's show because if there's one thing that my grandmother told me was don't visit nobody if they keep a nasty house and some of your faves honey i mean tell it if we gonna tell it tell it taeyong johnny mark lee my boys at nct are you attacking my bandmates my bandmates look I love y'all, NCT, y'all know I love y'all down, but y'all should be ashamed of y'all selves. Okay, okay, hold up, hold up. That was their manager's apartment. It wasn't actually their suksu. Like, this it wasn't is their true, place. but they were in there. And mm-hmm. you know you're doing filming, <laughs> and everything is about appearance and image, and you're literally called an idol. So mm-hmm. the least you can do is be like, yo, pick that up, because... Ooh, no. It's do you see like, me? And then you see all of this? No. <laughs> I'm just like, why do my why do all my faves keep a nasty house? Good night. But yes, but the, this song, the song is very much a. Uh, it also reminded me of um this anime from like 1989 called Cypher the Video, which the whole thing is basically just the characters doing these quote unquote American type things like playing football and being on the beach <laughs> and running through Brooklyn and running through mm-hmm. uh, LA. So that was actually very funny as, uh, to me as well. And I'm sorry, what was that called? I need to see that for research. Cypher the video. C I H E R the video. OVA. If you want to hear some like royalty free versions of um, Against All Odds by Phil Collins and Let's Hear for the Boy by Denise Williams. that's your anime right there love it love it okay and then if you ever need a a song for when you're uh, in a topless car going down the Golden Gate Bridge look for Sea of Love (laughs) 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 or or if you need something to play while you're cleaning (laughs) there you go (laughs) I'm sure that would make Brian really happy (laughs) 
they do have that house cleaning type of voice. I just realized because I brought up Lutheran mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Okay. So now in the future, if my children want to, it's going to be either Frankie, Beverly and Mays, or it's going to be fly to the sky. <laughs> Get up. Hell we clean the house. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's talk about our, I guess, hot issues or how you things, other things we wanted to talk about. K-pop or otherwise from the week. Ashley, you mentioned the the We Bridge Fest in the chat. Yeah, it was really awesome. The the inaugural event was in Las Vegas in the spring of 2023. And they made it very clear that the event is not supposed to solely focus on Korean music, but all aspects of Asian entertainment. So that gives it the opportunity to expand in ways that other major conventions we're familiar with here in the United States might not necessarily be able to diversify. So it was hosted at Mandalay Bay Convention Center and the Michelob Ultra Arena. They had an entire wing of Mandalay Bay. And if you are unfamiliar with how freaking large that resort is, um, Get your hotel room too far away, and then you'll know very intimately. I burned so many calories. <laughs> oh, no. I just, I did not know. I, I've only been in there to dine, never for work purposes. So I went to cover it on behalf of K Crush Magazine. It's a Texas-based magazine, and they're celebrating their 10-year anniversary right now. So I'm very excited and proud of everything they've got going on. And we were able to interact with South Korean uh graphic artists and uh, visual artists, others who do dance covers. We were able to experience the Grammy Award stage interviews of various artists and enjoy a really good concert two nights in a row. So when everything was done with the event, obviously there's some things that can improve, such as the check-in experience and just right. how you navigate the, the floor, especially the food zone, it was um, quickly sold out. I think they underestimated just how hungry everybody was going to be. But it's exciting to see what it possibly could be. So by the time they announce who the guests are going to be for the April 26th through 28th, 2024 event, I will be really interested in seeing if XG is a part of it. I'd be super duper excited about that, but I'm hoping there will be some Thai or Japanese acts incorporated this time and not just South Korea. They knew they would get the pull with that. It proved well. They got good numbers, good ratings. So I'm very excited to see what happens next and hopefully return as press. Right. That was that was our, our, our quibble from last year was that it's it's the it's supposed to t- encompass all of Asian culture, but it was all K-pop acts really last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was heavily that. But if you're trying to make something work, you're going to go yes. with what you know is already working. And mm-hmm. I'm, just, uh, I'm just interested. I'm really interested. It's more than likely going to lean into it a little bit more. But they got a lot of feedback from how everything went last year. So it's exciting times. It's it's really extra exciting to me because I was there for the beginning of, of KCON. I missed that I was about first to say, year. I was like, mm. the way you're yeah. describing it kind of feels like how KCON used to be, at least in the fact that like there yeah. was so much diversity of things going on other than Absolutely. just like food and K-pop and beauty. <laughs> Absolutely. So it feels really good. It felt extremely refreshing. Everyone was 
very excited and eager to experience something different. It just, it made me very happy. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <sighs> Damn, Ash, my wallet's mad at you because now I got to see if I can go to this. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get Wait my butt the to the desert. Wait until you see who's coming. Like, don't don't pull a me and just <laughs> find out at the last minute. Now you're doing some real ridiculous stuff. But we'll just see. We'll just see. <laughs> have so and, have they um, released a list of who's who all gonna be there? For lack of a better phrase, <laughs> <laughs> who are gonna be there at the time of this recording? Not yet. Right. We okay. are seventy two hours removed from the announcements and I'm very excited about it on top of the fact that it's completely clashing with another event that's coming up in February um we have that crazy K-pop concert or something of the yeah. sort I would like to say the name more properly because I have a very deep investment in going to see it I mean <clears throat> I want to see everybody don't get me wrong my voice is cracking so there we go it's already telling on me <laughs> you, you I can do say want to <laughs> I need to see my queen. I was gonna say you can say CL. Go ahead, it's it's fine. I, you don't under, you. I don't think y'all understand that I saw CL when she first did her solo debut and whatnot. To see thick CL right now is an absolute listen, necessity in listen. my life. So, first of all, thank you, Beyonce, because that was the first the Ivy Park promo was the yes, first. That's when I found out that CL got thick. I was like, yeah. ooh, ooh, oh my. <laughs> Two thick, I'm so two thick queens? Two thick I'm queens? So grateful. Okay. So grateful. And then she just want to come out and all the things that accentuate the thickness. She got to stop. And I'm just thrilled about it. So I do want to experience that. I know and, Christian is um, happy than a mug. I, that's, listen. <laughs> Christian, you, you mean? Deep, yes. deep and should be. And should be. <laughs> very much so. But I also need this to be a motivator for her that it's only so long that you can ride the coattails of, of Alpha, although a very mm. interesting mm -hmm. and very well-received album. We're ready for more. And if you're not at a major label anymore, you don't necessarily have the same benefit of having people wait two plus years. Yeah. So hopefully this is an announcement pending in a matter of weeks where she's saying, I'm coming back with something. I'm going to be like, yeah! So I'm, you know, very, very, very committed to, to either of these events. But again, as I said previously, we'll see what happens. Wait and see. So stay tuned. We subscribe to our Slack for updates, y'all. Yep. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping hmm, for WeBridge, there are a couple of other artists that I kind of want to see. I mean, not like I'm going or nothing, but like Lexi Lou has been doing. <laughs> Lexi Lou, I've been enjoying Lexi yeah. Lou's releases and I would love to see because I think the last time she came was when they did the Lunar New Year Supermoon concert two, three years ago. Um, it was her, Tia Ray and Lay, all three of whom I'm a big fan. So any of them, I would I would love to be on that um, oh. roster. Oh, I just I just thought of something. What? About... What that, well, uh, Jackson Jackson has a part two album that is supposed mm -hmm. to come out. What? And I'm like, I was in the middle of typing something in the chat and I failed. Letters mashed up. Jackson, what? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking like if they're really trying to bring in other artists, I'm like, maybe maybe Jackson will make his way back over to do a little something. Who knows? What? Don't, don't give me this kind of hope. <laughs> I was, I was beside myself emotionally when Bam Bam was there because I've literally done press and media for them so long that I've watched right. that boy grow up on stage. So that was 
a really huge moment for me, but for, for Jackson to bring Magic Man Part 2, possibly, I don't, could they afford? I don't, it's a lot of variables there. I'm going to mute myself now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so Joe, what's your hot issue for this week? One of our K-pop cast, one uh Slack fan members, Dina, uh, posted an article. Shout out to Dina. Uh, she posted an article. It was, unfortunately, it was a pro article, so I couldn't get into it. <laughs> but the headline was <laughs> that um, Hybe's Weverse app is setting their sights on expanding in the United States uh, yeah. social media market. Um which I thought was interesting for many reasons, um, primarily because I'm not necessarily... TikTok and Instagram is basically how I'm keeping up right now with K-pop. Mm-hmm. I don't really go on Twitter much anymore. And for the most part, TikTok seems to be where K-pop acts, a lot of K-pop acts are interacting with their fans right now, even though I was surprised that the article said, of course, um, when I could find a version of it to get into that most of their user base is outside of South Korea. But in terms of the size of Weverse and the size of Instagram and TikTok, I'm not necessarily sure how plausible this is. Added to that, Western artists or rather established Western artists um, when it comes to these types of things are kind of moving to in-house for mm. their promotion and fan interaction. Um, so I'm not necessarily sure how willing they would be to like, unless it was like a Beyonce or a Taylor Swift, but both of those artists have moved and built in-house promotional venues that work relatively well. So I'm not necessarily sure they would be able to, you know, pick up that slack that we versus looking for. That's very interesting that you point that out. And I'm looking at it at a totally different angle. This is an asset to mid-tier indie artists. Uh, I've been producing music for nine years. And to be able to get Weverse and possibly do some live production or things on there that go beyond my former YouTube audience, Mm -hmm. that could be an asset for me. And if I want to pivot them off of that to be able to go to my Patreon or something of the sort, then so be it. But I'm I'm never going to be a major, and it's not because I don't aspire for a major placement or anything of the sort. I have far more investment in having full ownership of the music I create versus being on someone's label. So I I see it as a potential asset for a mid-tier up-and-coming. YouTube is not necessarily the only space to be discovered. And I mean, absolutely, people are being discovered on TikTok and whatnot, but the days of being found in those ways are very different right now. Nicki Minaj was talking about it recently, about how we're no longer really recruiting on the behest of talent. We're trying to get whoever's got the most followers mm-hmm. and the most social media impact. So this could could be an angle for them to explore. Um, but big big time folk on the on the Western entertainment capacity, this isn't going to serve them in that in that regard. So there's, oh, there's an angle yeah. that could be worked. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw this as going back to our predictions episode. I feel like this is, I feel like I can put this under my umbrella of Western artists, especially like smaller artists looking to Korea to, to promote and build fandoms because K-pop fandom is such a big industry. 
like it's you know going to these Korean platforms to get your name out there. Like I think of all the I don't know, I won't label them like C tier or whatever artist, but I think of like all the smaller artists that have collaborated or have gotten mentioned through a K-pop artist or through their their uh, through a feature or through just like something that they said on on social media and how after that like that artist gained such a big fandom like what who was it at, at kcon this past year i believe it was destiny diaz i believe her name but she she performed her song tomboy as like kind of like a a mid like a like a transition song between acts and like you it was so surprising one to see just like a regular western artist coming and performing a kcon but it also just made so much sense because she got so many so many fans from in K-pop because Lisa did a dance cover to her song. Mm. That's a moment I would like. I'm trying to get Black Swan to do something to a beat that I, I recently <laughs> dropped. And Ooh. if Fato can just do a freestyle on it, please Fato, just <laughs> <laughs> grab it and do something. I, just that little bit of a moment will make my streams go up. We make crumbs, mm-hmm. no matter how big we are or how small we are. Bedroom produce all the way to um, touring on a regular basis, entertainer. We don't make a lot on streaming. And we're fairly aware of how exploitative the entertainment industry can be as a whole. So to go from 0.02 cent per spin to maybe like $10, that would be very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> So, moving on to our dance charts updates for the week. These are the most covered K-pop songs as according to kpopdances.com. We've got AT's Crazy Form coming at number 10, Viva's Maniac at number 9, Stray Kids' La 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 at number 8, Ives' Baddie has moved up a spot to number 7, and Mix Sonar Breaker moved up to number six. It sees Born to Be and It sees Untouchable at five and four. Baby Monsters Batter Up at number three. Le Seraphim's Perfect Night at number two. And can you guys guess from this list which which is our song for number one? Hmm. Let's see. I'm looking here. I was thinking Sistar 19, but I I don't know. Mm, I was thinking, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Sistar 19 actually. Okay. It's actually Espa's drama has still oh, holding still it down hold- for that number okay. one position. Wow. Yeah. Go off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Moving on to our last segment. It's our Daybok or Not rapid fire for songs and news headlines of the week. So our first song is Sistar 19's No More My Boy. So... Are we debug or not on this song, guys? We've been we've been talking about it a lot. We've been hyping up the teasers. I'm debug on it, but I'm also kind of disappointed that I was right. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like on the last episode, Peter was talking about how he was hoping that it would be a little bit more risky and sexy. Now it is like one of the sexiest female idol group releases we've had in a while. Yes, yes. But I did say I feared that Hyolin already hit peak <laughs> with Dolly a couple years ago, a few years ago. And I kind of think that was proven right with this. It was it was sexy, but it wasn't nearly as edgy as Dolly was, in my opinion. Yeah, the, the, it's a day block for me for those those reasons. I like I, it, I'm I'm missing the, the male gaze of of 
ass and crotch shots for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I I guess I'm just. I mean, it's Taylor for me. Don't don't get me wrong, but. I felt this was appropriate for them because as much as we had of Sister 19, Sister 19, my boy was about as far as it got. So mm-hmm. they're still playing up to that same arm of entertainment or wing of, of entertainment they were given. Yoon Bora been minding her business, acting, mm-hmm. and, you know, just doing her thing. So I think they played it just risque enough where... Hillen can continue on doing what she's been doing. Her one night only show was freaking incredible. So it's a tease for those who are still on the fence about her. And it's, uh, ooh, this is exciting. What's Bora doing yeah. for those who are familiar with her? So I, I think it works. I'm not, I'm not too, uh, too blown by it. I think, I think it was good. Okay, so we're, we're deadlocked, but we, we wanna, we wanna see more, right? Yeah. Okay, so our next song, Ives All Night featuring Sweetie. So are we are we Daybok or not on this collaboration, guys? Uh, Daybok, but I also realized that I'm officially 32 because when I found out, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like an original song, <laughs> right? Not uh, not being a cover of I Kind of Pops All Night. And I was like, ooh, I was still in college when that song came out. <laughs> college, you say? <laughs> <laughs> It's Tabak, but it's it's for the kids. And I, I use the word kids loosely. I'm not referring to anybody as being too young to enjoy anything or whatnot. Live your life, boo-boo. You could be a 54-year-old kid for all I care. But um I'm I'm a little bit older than than the space to enjoy that as much as possible. Yeah, it's Tabak for me, also because it's it's still in that vein of like a cop a collaboration that doesn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. And you, I don't feel that Sweetie's like like trying to K-pop her verse in any way. Like it still sounds like something that I could have heard on any other song that she would have done. No, and actually, I've, uh, this is kind of why I like her and Lotto's because they didn't hold back on their yeah. A, like mm-hmm. a lot of times, hip hop artists, American hip hop artists, rather, if they do a K-pop collab, they can hold back. And Sweetie, di- Sweetie didn't, which I appreciate it. Okay, so are we debak or not on G Idol's wife? This li- literally just came out like in the past twenty four hours, so this is fresh, fresh debak or not for us guys. I'm I'm debak on it. Um, that is, <laughs> the song in less than twenty four hours has lit the internet on fire. Um, right. Going from the video, one of the things I noticed is they don't uh, they sing this song. They don't uh, or rather. They dance this song. They don't sing it. Their mouths aren't moving at all, really. Yeah, um, no lip sync in the music video. And so my mind was thinking, okay, if we're talking about wife, the song is called Wife, so my, my I was thinking way too hard, right? So I'm thinking, okay, so this might be in the vein of Tomboy where like women in Korean society are seen and not heard. Yeah. And then I go and look up the lyrics for the song because <laughs> like the, in the video, they're dressed very... Like past modesty is baggy clothes, nothing is showing, nothing's yeah, revealing. Yeah, all white, all but white. with like colorful bobs. Yeah, and I go and look at, up the lyrics for this song, and my God, um, so it is. It's very much a G Idol sounding track, but it's also in the vein of uh, "Blow" by Beyonce. Subject wise, if you want to, if you catch my drift. 
I want you to specifically address mermaid in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> like that, see, mermaid in the sea wasn't the, that wasn't the lyric that caught me off, though. It was the, mm-hmm. like, the chorus is in English. I cook cream soup, taste is Coco Loco, want me your wife, but she is mm-mm-mm. I clean your room, it's so twinkle, twinkle, want me your wife, but she is mm-mm-mm. And then the first first line is like, have a big bite, honey. It's bad if you spit it out on a full stomach. I'll give you more. Stop wiping your saliva. You're all grown up now. I knew it, so I just made some cake, but that's not enough. Pick the cherry on top. Kiss carefully and eat boldly. Tell me how it tastes. Now, that was I that that's not what I was expecting to hear at all. <laughs> um like I'm still stuck on the first verse for the most part, but this whole song is netizens have are either mixed or not taken too kindly to it. I'm day back on it because mm-hmm. Soyeon's gonna do Soyeon things. <laughs> but with her with her English lyrics. With her English lyrics. And lyrics in general. Yeah. So I'm yeah, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed with with dancing beautifully like a mermaid in the sea. I I'm I know what you put down. I'm picking it up. <laughs> I um <laughs> I wasn't necessarily big on this at first and it kind of grew on me even though it's been out for a handful of hours. I think this is going to be a foreigner bob. Yeah. More than it's going to be the the domestic one. Not to say that there won't be listeners who totally get the the tongue in cheek parts of all of this. But I think this is going to be one of those things where foreigners are going to have a lot of fun with the choreography. Um, The costumes are easy for cosplay. It asks so little of you. Mm -hmm. So what it's going to set and continues to differentiate G-Idol from a lot of the other groups, not just girl groups, but groups in general, is they continuously go out of their way to be like, hey, that didn't do it for you. That's okay. I'll push the button a little bit further. And you let me know how you feel about that. So it's Tabak for me. Yeah, it's also Tabak for me. But I don't... Did Am I the only one that feels like maybe Itzy could have also done this concept too? There was, there was just in a some... space where I feel like Itzy has already... If they were a show, they've jumped the shark and I'm just holding on. So mm. I don't I don't know. I don't I want to say I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Just because so like I'm not saying that Itzy isn't intentional, but Soyeon in the moves that they make sonically and visually for G Idol, mm-hmm. she is so doggone intentional. I'm not sure mm-hmm. I'm not right. sure they could have been able to pass this off or GFJYP would have let them attempt a song mm. like this. Right. Cause I was because I was thinking that before I really got into like the le- actual like lyrics of the song. Maybe not Itsy, but a subunit of twice because JYP will let them do whatever they feel. Their concert was dynamic, the subunit is dynamic, and they've had lead tracks that have played around in this environment mm-hmm. to some extent. So it's right. a possibility. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. Okay. So I guess that wraps up our music they bark on the that We also had like the Jenny teaser. I don't know if you have you did you guys have a chance to to check? It's gone. There it's wasn't been really privated. much to it. It's already been privated. Yep. By the time <gasps> oh, I got to it, it was gone. And what you can find is like people on YouTube recapping what 
snippets they could get, but it's it's gone already. What was what, mm-hmm. what was it? Uh, sense by Jenny. That's oh, <laughs> like a, okay. That, that, that was that was the vibe I got from. The, it really gave. There wasn't really much of like what we can expect from the sound of the song and like 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 we've been saying this whole time like joe you've really got me doubting every teaser i see again hey <laughs> so, look i told you i've well, never sm messed me up in 2011 2012 with the suit oh, with um the mr simple teaser like oh wow oh wow yeah you did say beforehand they didn't debut until 2012 oh my goodness that was a long time ago no i've been upset with them ever since xo had us thinking they was gonna do some planetary video or <laughs> film or something <laughs> And then they gave me absolute differentials, had me so stressed out. Y'all had me thinking that Super Junior was going to give us like a jazz out, a jazz inspired album or comeback single and didn't give me that at all. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So and this this one didn't have a there was there was literally no release date. It just said coming soon. So we'll 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 check out back on this and see see what Jenny's self-titled track is all about. Okay, so moving on to our news headlines for the week. Hyanna and former Highlight slash Beast member um, Yong Jun Hyung uh, has been allegedly caught up in dating rumors. Uh, they posted some, some Instagram pics and it feels like they're they're a thing now. You know, what, are we are we debunk or not on, on this news? Not. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, I'm, I'm going to say not. And it's just, and I'll also say congratulations, Hiana, because you did the impossible. You got Korean and international K-pop fans to agree on something. Um. <laughs> yeah, for, for context, for just a little bit, for people that don't know, um, Young Jun Hyung was uh, caught up in the Burning Sun scandal. Um, I, I, I can't say to the, to the details of like what he was ever charged with for if he was, but I, we, there is definitely evidence that he was in those chats where they were sending, you know, explicit un non-consenting videos of women. And I posted this in the chat when the, when the news was announced (laughs) or not news was announced, but somebody posted, how do we feel about this? And I'm like, dang, like now I have, yeah, I, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a not it's a disappointment, but like you said, it's it's not surprising that most of the, the the divas that I listen to date trash men. What's what's really got me thinking that this is actually like a real thing was the fact that we saw people were unfollowing them, or at least people were mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about how people were unfollowing mm-hmm. them on like IG. So, yeah, yeah. If I'm correct, Joe Kwan and Honey unfollowed her. Mm-hmm. It's it's messy all around because I'm just like, dang. Women in all of my favorite, it doesn't matter the country, <laughs> a lot of my favorite divas, date trash men or waste their time with trash men. <laughs> yeah. I mean, date who you want, but at the same time, maybe not build your career up on top of like, the argument that's been made on social media is maybe you should not have made your career and your music like, be thematically on female empowerment and then go back and do mm. this. It's kind of like, like Beyonce is my queen, but like how she constantly juxtaposes black resilience and black history and black power alongside 
this message of black capitalism and being married to and a partner with a billionaire, which means, you know, you hoarding wealth somewhere down the line and screwing somebody over. So, you know, ugh, not. Yeah, not. <laughs> I'm not as conflicted as a lot of people are, and it's most certainly not an endorsement of mm-hmm. the things that happened with, uh, you know, Burning Sun and all that. Um, and, and just as a precursor, even though we're not talking about this, I'm just going to throw a very, uh, very general, just because you are anti or pro something doesn't mean every aspect of it. And I, I'm seeing a lot of conversation about that. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that Joe Kwan went back on social media and, and Joe Kwan, everyone, that's from 2 a.m. But I mean, he stands alone. Um, Joe Kwan was like, don't, don't get it twisted. Like, Huna is still BB. That is still my baby. And I wish her well. And I love that, that I adore you, Huna. I support you. This phase you're going through, I'll be here when you're done. Um, I love you from over the, here. The, I love you from over here. Like, you love it, then hey, good for you. I, I will support you in a healthy distance because I'm not about to tarnish my stuff, but do you, Mm boo-boo. And it takes a lot lot of maturity to step away from someone when they're making immature choices. And every person is guilty of at least one immature interaction in relationships. Yes, I did call it that, not a relationship. (laughs) And this happens to be Hers, what we saw in the first relationship that was ultimately the biggest relationship of idledom because of their (laughs) unwillingness to back down from promoting themselves as a couple and as a unit, we saw Dawn disappear. We saw someone who was able to get into a relationship who did have uh, persona and things of his own that ultimately only uh, flourished because... We could connect, oh, yeah, that's Dawn and Huna. And getting out of that relationship, he's been quiet, although he's definitely made music and things of that sort. And that's a necessary thing for someone to find themselves after an all-consuming relationship. This right here is just her publicized dumb moment. And we, we're all capable of it. No one is above it. So although I do have some frustrations about the timing of this, I don't have high expectations for anybody I personally don't know. And I adore her, but I don't know her. And I surely don't know him. Maybe the trauma of what he got himself into trying to fit in with others or pushing the limits on his kinks and sexual interests scared him for how much he can take away from him. Mm-hmm. And she might be in a space where she feel like she can redeem it. But it won't last long. <laughs> this this is not going to be uh, a Donna Huna repeat in terms of how much time they'll be together. I, I highly doubt that. There's speculations that they were together as early as November 2023. I get it's two years tops if it even make it a year. Um, I ain't going to say no names, but I said the same thing about another artist and they ended up marrying the trash person. So, And it does happen. I mean, we can be dead wrong, but... That's the bed they choose to lay in. And, you know, the power that we only have in this is what we decide to consume. And I've no qualms about no longer consuming anything. If it gets to that point, I'll just keep on rocking the bubble pop and four minute, (laughs) uh, (laughs) a couple songs from them in red and be all done with it. I, I, 
I won't give you any more of my money if you found beauty in some ashes that had everybody, your entire nation laughed at and and gawked at and and horrified by. So, you know, it's her bed to to make and lay in and we just going to see. Okay, and then we'll see. And if there are any updates, you'll know you'll hear from us, guys, because <laughs> we're definitely following this one. All right, so our next headline for this week is IU has announced dates for her next world tour, her, um, and a lot like several dates in the U.S. All arena stops. Um, how are, how are we feeling? Are we daybuck or not on this news? Totally daybuck. Because, like, didn't she swear up and down? To, or not, maybe not swear up and down, but it's been 10 years since she last was here. Yes, 20. No, t- more than that. Well, I can't mask no more, Jesus. 2013. <laughs> KCon 2013, when she got out there and sang her bejazzles off, and everybody was like, who is this? If they didn't know. If they didn't already know. I mean, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about her coming back, even though I'm not going to be able to see it, just to know that she's here. I'm like, I got to figure out a way to get to the All-State Arena show. I got to. I got to. I, I, from the perspective of, I'm interested to see what the capacity of these arena shows are actually going to be. Because like you, because like you said, I feel like newer fans don't really know her as much, despite the fact that she's a superstar in her home country. Yeah. And I get it, but, mm. Maybe, I feel like I, she like I don't, don't want to say yeah, yeah, go go ahead Joe. Um, she's friends with so many other artists, or she's cool with so many other artists for, um, in K-pop, and everybody mm-hmm. loves her. I feel like that's one of those things that fandoms would probably. I, she's one of those people that fandoms kind of put their guns down on. Like we all agree about mm-hmm. her, <laughs> so I feel like she she'd be able to do it. Um, at least I know she probably I'm thinking she might get a good turnout at Allstate. Um Yeah, definitely it's, Allstate. It's not United Center, but it's a smaller arena. Worst comes to worst, she might have to move somewhere smaller, but you know, we haven't even gotten pre-sale yet, so True. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Like I said, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just I'm just thinking of of similar artists like her that have come and tried to to sell out these arena shows and have had to, you know, move to smaller venues or maybe even cancel dates. I, I feel like she might be able to pull it off for quite a few of them mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. second gen fans were thirsty. Mm-hmm. Um, those of us who came in during mm-hmm. the second gen or the, the tail end of the first gen, it's been fun seeing what's going on. Don't get me wrong. I've got newer faves and whatnot, but I cleave to the magic of second gen and and third gen and just to be able to see her rain did pretty good selling out what he had and I know the literal background issues of what happened with that first attempt of him coming here and to be able to have a moment to do it again um, and it went fairly decently for him I think she might be okay I really do Okay. Well, I, again, I wish her, I wish her the best. Um, I'm so excited. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm in the U.S. while she's while she's here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next headline: other other tour possible tour news. So G Dragon is allegedly planning a comeback performance at the Las Vegas Sphere. 
Are we deadlock or not on this guy? <laughs> I will be. <laughs> right? I, this isn't, this I isn't am even a question, right? to the microphone. I will be there before he gets there. I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> I've not, anytime he's come to America on his own, mm-hmm. I have caught him. And I missed Big Bang in America. And when I did see them in Korea, Top was already in service. So I need to get whatever I can of King GD. So I I will be there like swimwear. I will be in there like a wedgie. I am thrilled. <laughs> just, the, just the hint of it being a possibility got me hype. I, I mean... Daybot, because, like, you know, I'm like Ashley said, if you're a second gen or a third gen stand fan, you're kind of starved. Now, I came in at the tail end of second gen, and like third gen's been pretty okay. But this will be that it, it's for a creative person or a creative mind like G Dragon, the sphere was built for that <laughs> type of artist. I love that. And also, <laughs> considering that he was in Las Vegas two weeks ago for CES, that just kind of gave a little bit more credibility to this quote unquote rumor. Because, like, mm-hmm. outside of you being there for an electronic show, to me, I'm like, mm, you might have been negotiating behind the scenes somewhere in Las Vegas at the right? time. Especially at there. Because. <sighs> But the, the the thing that's got me worried a bit, a bit is they, they I kept seeing quotes about him, you know, allegedly doing things in like technology and creating like a G-Dragon industry, which feels very like SM, Neo technology, you know, merging the two, Kwanya thing. And I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm a little, little hesitant to be excited about that part of it. Um, yeah, but I'm also not... I'm not saying that this isn't the same wheelhouse as the announcement of his um, support group foundation announcement from a couple of weeks ago, but like, oh right, he might also be putting information out to like drown out the negative, uh, negative press that's been going on recently. Although, if anybody could throw their hat in the ring of technology, it would probably be G Dragon. Okay. Moving on to our next headline, New Jeans Minji has had to make an apology over social media over not knowing what kalguksu or or knife noodle is on uh, Weverse Live. So are we we debunk or not on this one, guys? Um, What? So I don't necessarily know what this is. I'm, I'm still learning the language and bits of culture here and there. So... Mm-hmm. If anybody is familiar with that phrase, could you please enlighten me, please? Kalguk, <laughs> it's basically just like um, uh, it's a no- it's a noodle dish. It's like those noodles that are that are kind of like chopped up with a knife, so they're like super thick and not necessarily like super precise and like super chewy. But it's like a very it's a very common like uh, you know everybody in Korea would probably know what this is. Which is why a lot of the Korean netizens oh, okay. were so this is like the, on her about like not knowing like something so basic for Korean okay, culture. So this is like when the Korean and Chinese netizens were going back and forth with each other over where Jajangmyeon and Kimchi came from a couple years ago. It's like that kind of. Yeah, I I also think it's it's 
similar to I remember when AOA got fired forever ago when they didn't remember or they were they were talking about something about Korean history and none of them could answer like specific like Korean history questions about specific like very well known um, like people in Korean history and they got a lot of hate for that so it, it kind of feels like just the the new generation catching heat from from Korean netizens that because they don't know specific things. So like I understand but at the same time I'm like these people have been learning how to be a star since they were 12, 13. They haven't been in regular school like the rest of us. Like Janet Jackson, like anytime you ever heard like when, when Janet Jackson talks about people talk about regular people stuff like she found out, she just found out like two, three years ago what a hot Cheeto was or Flaming Hots were. <laughs> so lighten up, y'all. I I mean, I understand it's culture and it's serious, but at the same time, come on. Yeah, from a very like Western <laughs> perspective, it's a not for me that she had to make this apology in the first place. This is a huge not for me. The, the young lady was born in 2004, for crying out loud. <laughs> it's like, she, okay, if you're born in 2004 and your whole nation just started letting people who were not diplomats travel abroad in the past 38 years or whatever, there's some things you're just not going to know. I'm Black and there's certain things I don't know. I have Hispanic family and there's certain things I don't know. And I'd be ham. If you make me apologize over some tamales that I never had before, like you can back up off me on that. Okay, to piggy- this is ridiculous. To piggyback on that, I just learned how to play spades. So, see and see, <laughs> I learned how to play spades in Korea from another black person who was there because you know, don't nobody here teach you. Nope, don't nobody. You just get yelled at about how you don't know. If you over the age of twelve or thirteen, ain't nobody black teaching you how to play spades. <laughs> No, and it's just, it's it's a rite of passage I missed. So I got it over there. But even still, this is a food that not even everybody eats. Now, if they mentioned galbi, she'd be able to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But everybody's not eating those wheat noodles. I have never had kalguksu and I lived there. Now, if you want to talk about porridge and things of that sort, I got you. I barely ate jajam young. And she has a right to not eat everything of her culture. So that's ridiculous. They was just trying to find something to do to mess with somebody. They got bored. Netizens got bored. That's all mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to affect New Jeans's uh, popularity in Korea at all. I oh, think not still, at all. They're still, they're still number one. <laughs> not at all. It's, yeah, by and large. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next headline, another another very popular girl group in Korea. Ive, Ive's uh, Jong Won Young has just won her case, uh, her her lawsuit against a YouTuber um, who was known for sharing basically unsubstantiated rumors about Korean celebrities, and she she won. So, you know, considering there's so many uh, like YouTube and like internet people that just go around spreading a bunch of like rumors to try to to destroy people's careers. I, I'm happy I'm happy that justice won this time. Yeah. Uh yeah. Fully agree with that. And she needed a win. Like she was a part of iZone at one point in time. So she'd been out here fighting for her entertainment life for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Just I just leave these 2004 babies alone. Like it's just I'm so happy for her. I really yeah. am. Listen, Tasha, Tasha K was the American warning. 
Sojong is the Korean warning. <laughs> okay, wrapping wrapping up this section, we've got you know piggybacking off of our our singles inferno conversation from last episode. We've got Dex in talks to star in a new Korean drama thriller horror show. So mm. interesting, interesting. It's been so interesting watching his career from soldier to variety show to now actor i'll i'll be seated i'm i'm daybuck on this i can't wait to watch it if it was a different like let me be so you're I'm, not I'm, joe is that a not yeah i'm going to say i'm not <laughs> primarily just that f- i walk i'm i'm popular cuz i exist and i'm fine to actor pipeline in Korea and America is something that I just have never really understood. And it really comes through when it comes down to like a lot of the actors that have gone through that pipeline in America tend to just go back to doing Hallmark <laughs> movies. Um, that's, I mean, no shade, but <clears throat> does he, do you have, does it have to, do we have to do a movie like, could it be a talk show or like a reality or variety series? Like staking the views on a album that I'm a, or a show that I'm assuming the showrunners are passionate about and the storyline that they're passionate about. Staking it on one fine person that we don't know can act is a big risk. But it's just talks for now. So it might all come to naught. I don't know him. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know him after got it, got Netflix it. started cracking down on sharing uh, passwords. I haven't watched the drama in a long time, so I'm unfamiliar with him or his ascension from YouTube uh, or being a super cool Navy SEAL or whatever, but um, I wish him the best of luck. Have the day you deserve, sir. <laughs> Okay. All right. I guess that wraps up this episode, guys, for the third week of January. Um, Before we go, let our listeners know where they can find you on all the socials, all the things, uh, starting with Ashley. These days, you can find me and my podcast, An Album A Day, strictly on Instagram and Facebook. You can find it at A3 Day Podcast as the username. You can also find An Album A Day in all of its seasons, including the still pending season seven on all of your favorite streaming platforms it's so it's so good y'all it's so good it's so good oh thank you very 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 much um they can find me as always in the k-pop cast slack we have a good time over there i am also on instagram not as much but i am at journalistic joe uh journalistic j-o-e yep that's it for me and I'm at Michaela J K-pop on Twitter. You can also find me, of course, in the K-pop cast Slack. And we are at the K-pop cast and all the things, but mostly in the Slack because we don't post that much on social media. <laughs> so if you want to discuss anything with us that we've talked about in this episode, you can find us over there. All right. So that wraps it up. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. Bye, y'all.